1: Winter is coming. It's almost hard to believe, given the gorgeous weather that we are enjoying and have been enjoying for the last little while. And amid the pandemic, the issues around snow clearing are more important than ever, especially for people who are older or have mobility issues. Uh, There is inequitable snow clearing service in the City of Toronto. In what was Old Toronto, parts of East York and York, property owners have to clear adjacent city sidewalks. In other parts of the city, sidewalk snow clearing is a service provided by the city. Now, there was a proposal that would see the city clear about a thousand kilometers of sidewalks in those areas. Now, it was voted down by the City Council's Infrastructure and Environment Committee. Now, if you remember, last year there was a pilot project. It started and it was to see how it went and it was clearing the generally narrower sidewalks in the older parts of the city with smaller machines. And um, Toronto's Director of Transportation Barbara Gray, said that the program really didn't get a fair trial because there were, weren't were really heavy snowfalls after we got those machines and they were actually working. So I'd like to hear from you. Is it is it fair? Should we just continue that pilot project? Uh, the committees voted it down. I've heard the mayor say, hey, you know, uh, we don't have money for that kind of thing. 416-360-0740 toll-free one eight six six seven seven forty i'd like to bring in councillors josh matlow from ward 12 toronto saint paul's he wanted this to happen councillor stephen holiday ward two etobicoke center who voted against it or and john plumidor a director and member of the board of the deer park residence group hello and thank you all for joining us
0: Hello, nice to be on the call
1: okay well let us begin with councillor matlow is is this just an uh you know a a question of fairness
2: it's it's both a a question of fairness uh, but also of safety and accessibility uh there as you as you said very well earlier uh there are many areas of the city whether it be north york uh, parts of york etobicoke scarborough uh, that currently have uh, sidewalk uh, snow clearing service and there are areas of, of the midtown and downtown of, of our city that don't. And, uh, you know, I've heard some councillors say, well, wait a sec, you guys still get the senior snow clearing service, but that falsely uh, assumes that, a, uh, you know, an elder Torontonian uh, simply wants to walk to the end of their, their drive and back. Uh, they want to go places. They want to get around and frankly, uh, this year, this pandemic winter, more than ever, will see us uh, find ourselves in a situation where we're not going to be able to go to theatres or the cinema or, or 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 most places we would normally go during the winter, and walking is going to be the way that we get around for both uh, physical and mental health. And uh, I think it's incredibly important that everyone in this city, in every neighbourhood, has uh, their uh, their sidewalks safe and accessible for all. And by the way, if you do it for seniors, you also benefit whether it be a middle-aged person in a wheelchair or parents trying to push a stroller uh, down the road and often find themselves going into a live lane of traffic to get around uh, a bank of snow that has not been cleared because we have a dearth of enforcement in this city. And uh, there, there's far too often stretches, entire blocks sometimes, that aren't cleared in the court of our city.
1: Okay. Uh, Councillor Holiday, why are you against this?
3: Yes, uh, thank you for having me. And uh, I, look, I, I always enjoy listening to Councillor Matlow talk. And I, I know that uh, Councillor is uh, advocating for the residents of his ward. And from a political lens, I, I, I don't blame him. But my job as a, as a counterbalance on, on city council is to uh, understand the costs of doing these type of projects and understanding that we only have so many resources that we need to work with, that we can work with. The tax base is only so large. We can only increase taxes so much. And so you have to use that money as wisely as possible. So about... Um, 17 or 18% of the city does not benefit from sidewalk clearing. And that's because the sidewalks are so difficult to clear there. And the cost of doing that would become astronomical. We're talking about $90 million is the city's winter maintenance program. I don't know how many millions it will take to do the the final increment or the last piece, but you can bet that it's a lot. I reject this argument of equity, and I'm going to get the tape for this because I'm going to remember it. Um, but, I want to make sure that we know that this the city isn 't equal i don 't even have a sidewalk on my street, so I have to wait for the first car to go by in the morning in order to walk the bus, walk to the bus, or take my kids to the school bus. Um, there are places in my ward that don 't even have storm sewers and there 's people in septic systems, so we can 't pretend that the city is equal. There are differences, and so that 's the result uh, that results in differences in services
1: uh, yeah but uh but your constituents get this particular service uh, they do uh, if they have a
3: sidewalk uh, again i don 't have a sidewalk and there 's big parts of my ward that do not. Uh, and it was one of those strange things that came out of amalgamation. It started in North York and it went to other places. It wasn't that long ago that Etobicoke residents had to clear their snow, but there's a big difference about running a you know a skid steer loader down the sidewalk and clearing the snow than it is hand tooling or taking tiny machines to to dig them out and you know it would be wonderful to do this level of service to everybody but you got to be practical the cost is so much to do it in Etobicoke and there's a bit of an economy of scale and the landscape allows them to do it at a certain price but you can't do the same thing supplant so that service into the downtown core because it would cost astronomically more
1: Okay, uh, well, um, before we get into how much astronomically more, let's bring in John Plumidor. I I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Yes, you are. Thank you very much. Okay, so what is your view of this?
0: Our view is that, uh, let's be honest and frank, that this is a safety and health issue. Uh, People are falling on our sidewalks and injuring themselves, and some people are even dying of heart attacks because uh, of shoveling snow. In a recent research, it showed that 20 centimetres of snow increases hospitalisation by 16%, and uh, 34% dying from a heart attack. This was a research done here in Ontario. Uh, The pilot project uh, that's presently in place is, I see it as a roadblock and a delaying tactic. Transportation services already have accumulated experience and expertise in mechanically ploughing older streets. Other cities do it, like Montreal and Ottawa, where they use narrow blade snow plows, snow blowers, snow melting equipment, and the protocol that prohibits on street parking when snow plowing is undertake underway. We um, transportation services could have saved thirty one million dollars over five years if they would have introduced GPS technology. This is a recent report to City Council, and Councillor uh, Holiday is very much aware of that because I shared that article uh, with him. And uh, the uh,
1: wait, let me let me just interject. Now I'm confused. Isn't the, I thought that pilot project is is not happening now? Uh, am I right? Wrong? They extended it to um, the spring of 2021. Right, but I understand it. Uh, uh, Councillor Matlow.
2: Is that right? So the, so the, 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 the pilot last year, was ex- it was expanded to uh, roughly 200 kilometers of sidewalk. And this year, due to our advocacy, by the way, and, and, and John and, and, and others can claim credit for that, too, um, uh, it will be further expanded and there will be announcements forthcoming. But it's still part of the pilot. Uh, and what we're asking for is a full expansion uh, on sidewalks uh, that are remaining, may I add? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, my, my friend Stephen Holliday earlier said something that I completely agree with, but just perhaps in a, from a different perspective. He made an argument that it's one thing to to, to advocate for your local community, but we should uh, be thinking of the entire city. I agree, and that's why you know I'm submitting to my colleague uh, Stephen Holliday and others. That if we are not just local councillors but we're toronto city councillors then every toronto neighborhood should have safe and accessible uh, ways to get around and uh you know I, I i think it's reasonable to expect that there are residents in etobicoke like north york and scarborough that frequently will want to walk through uh, midtown and downtown toronto uh, and, and, you know, everybody should be able to, you know, in a Canadian city like Toronto, uh, should know that, that our, that our sidewalks are, are clear and safe. But again, most importantly, I mean, we've debated this in, in years past, but during a pandemic year, when the city really has pivoted to addressing a changing reality, like we did with, uh, uh, you know, the curb, the curb lane uh, uh, the patios to keep restaurants alive, and other other uh, actions. It's reasonable to suggest that that given that walking is really one of the only things that most people are going to be able to do for mental health and physical health this year, uh, that that it, it's an even more important priority, and that we should
1: we should focus on that. Okay, uh, let's hear from Bob, who's calling from downtown Toronto. Hi, Bob. Hi, good morning, or good afternoon, everyone. Uh,
4: um, I'm happy to give a share a few thoughts, particularly around a lot of the nonsense about why it's so difficult to clear downtown.
1: Uh, difficult and expensive. We're oh, hearing from Councillor Holiday that the money is a big deal. It's
4: expensive, too. Uh, our 16, 15, 16 foot flood frontages are a quarter or a third or a half of the big frontages in the burbs. Uh, the clearance equipment that was, that's used to clear the sidewalk on, on Bathurst Street right next to me is 48 inches wide, four feet. My sidewalk is five feet wide. It would fit. The other reason told is, well, we have parked cars and they get in the way. Well, the park cars are only on one half of the street, so there is another sidewalk that's fully clear and accessible to clear. And sometimes here, here. the parking switches back and forth. And in the wintertime, people actually can't even park close to the curb because of the snow buildup, and they're probably a foot or two away from the curb.
1: That, that's true, and sometimes I see, uh, you know, little mountains Absolutely, you you you,
4: yeah. you you park in between those things as as, as, as well as you can, so that, and if, if you know, I, I would not argue take service away from the service areas and move them downtown. But if we're in such a depleted state, the most proper, prosperous, the biggest city in the country, uh, maybe those miles and miles of arterial roads and industrial areas that are never used by anyone uh, should be adjusted. And we we have the most used sidewalks in the city. We walk. We do the very things the city incents its citizens to do, to walk, to bike, to use public transit. And and, uh, uh, we have the least service sidewalks in the city.
1: Okay, Bob. Thank you for that. Thanks a lot. Yes, on the one hand, people will need to walk more and will be generally doing less during the pandemic. On the other hand, the city will be getting a lot less money. So, Stephen Holliday, how much would it cost?
3: So I, I don't have that precise figure in front of me, but it would be easy to infer that it would be in the millions of dollars. And the reason I say that is it's not just simply expanding the number of places and buying the equipment and hiring the people that you need to get to get the plows rolling. I always use the phrase, be careful what you wish for. So the the standard service, and I can show you the examples in my part of the city, is that it can take a couple of days to get a sidewalk snowplow to come by. I don't think the people in the inner city where the population is denser will accept the base service level, the uniform extension of it across the city, because they could be waiting a couple of days to get the sidewalk plowed. So if you really want the shortest answer from A to B to get a clear sidewalk, you leave it on the existing property owner to look after the sidewalk. And chances are, except for the ones that don't do their job, they're going to be out there clearing the sidewalk pretty quick within a snowfall. And so I would put to you that it's more than just a standard mathematical expansion of the area. But I think in time, we will see that the service levels will be pushed upwards. And thus, the snow clearing bill for the city is going to go far more than $90 million. It will be well north of that. And my, my answer to the taxpayers is, is get your checkbook ready, uh, because it is going to cost a lot.
1: John Plumidor, what do you say to that? Well, my response to that
0: is that the city's own auditor pointed out that the city overpaid contractors by 7.1 million dollars over five years for work not performed as required. So there's 7.1 million dollars that we could have re that we could have used in in making sure that the downtown cores sidewalks are, are cleared of uh, snow and ice. There was 31 million dollars over five years. Of uh, by the uh, transportation services could have saved if they would have used a GPS technology to track work uh, by their um, contract by their private contractors. So there's money there, it's just not being um, wisely
1: uh, well. There's there's in government, there is always money that is not wisely used, and you just hope that they do better the next time. Um, not Josh, not acceptable anymore. Well, yeah. Uh, Josh Matlow, uh, (laughs) what do you say to that argument?
2: Uh, What I say is, uh, first of all, um, everything that government does provide the public obviously costs uh, money. The money comes from the taxpayers. So let's just put that up there on the table. That is real. So we need to decide, uh, you know, what are our priorities? What, What should tax dollars be invested in? And, uh, you know, most people I hear from believe that in a, in a, in a city like Toronto, uh, in, in Canada, uh, that, that, that safe and accessible sidewalks, uh, are a reasonable investment of tax dollars. Now, uh, uh Councillor Holliday and a few others, uh, will keep focusing on the financial debates. The reality, if you, if you just step back and look at the way that I've written my motions, uh, this year and in the past, is that I don't hastily say just go do it and I don't care about how much money it costs. I've been wanting to act to know exactly how much money it would cost so that we could have an informed debate over, over you know how to how to invest in the service. Uh and, and we can debate that. The problem is, is that the majority of council thus far hasn't even wanted to approve motions that would allow for that information to come forward. They just don't want to open this up. And therefore, the reason that Councilor Holliday, and John Plamondon and I, and nobody else really, can come to you and just say this is the exact number, is because Council hasn't been willing to even get that the answer to that question, which is which is the first thing you do when you're doing your due diligence, and uh, because they just don't want to allow for this service, um, and and I just think that's unreasonable. Uh, you know, we should we should be we should be supporting residents in every single neighborhood of this city, and uh, you know. It, it, if you just talk to people who live in neighborhoods that, that currently don't have a, a sidewalk snow clearing, especially seniors with mobility challenges along with others, uh, it, it is a significant challenge for them. It, it is a health and safety risk, and it can go
1: on for, you know several months each year. Uh, okay, uh, we are beginning to run out of time, Councillor Holiday. Is this uh, is is this thing uh, done deal? As in, it's closed off the table.
3: I think that councillors, uh, without the precise points that Councillor Matlow uh, raised can sense well enough where this would head and again I'll I'll put back the general argument is I think this is it would be a grand reopening of all of our snow clearing services and given the dollars involved and given the pressures and all of the other priorities within the city something would have to give Uh, and I think most people have recognized that snow clearing generally works pretty good in fact we have some of the best service levels in North America and, yes, some people will still need to clear downtown with a shovel or with a snow-clearing machine that they've got. But it's the best possible system that we can fashion using the resources that we've got. And, uh, you know, reopening the whole can uh, could lead to outcomes that we may not live up to and, and outcomes that people may not be satisfied with. And so at this juncture, I'd like to leave the status quo, and put the precious resources that we've got to other priorities within the city, especially ones that are coming out of COVID.
1: Okay. I am going to give the last word to John Plumidor. Are you going to pursue this? Uh, what would you like to leave us with?
0: Definitely we're going to pursue this, and I've already identified $38 million that we could be redirected to the cost of doing this, and uh, it's just in unjust, uh, and, and again, people are ignoring the health and safety issue and the litigation that the city pays between 6 and $7 million from people falling on the streets and injuring That's them. a very good point.
1: Okay, well, a whole other can of worms to open. Uh, in the meantime, we're out of time. Frankly, I, for one, am hoping that it'll still be a while before we have to deal with snow clearing. <laughs> right we now. can all agree
2: on that. <laughs> yeah, I think we
1: all agree on that. In the meantime, thank you so much, Josh Matlow, Stephen Holliday, and John Plumidor. Thank you.
2: Say well, everybody. Thank you.
1: Yes. Bye-bye. Okay. And that is all the time we have for today. You're
0: listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.